Hello, friends, and welcome back to the intro. This is your host, Matt Delavalli, a.k.a. MDV, and I am joined today on the show by Heather Bergeron. Heather is a CrossFit OG to the core and the co-founder of CrossFit New England, a.k.a. CFNE, with her husband, Ben Bergeron. Now, during her era, Heather was one of the most accomplished women in the entire sport of fitness, and she became one of the first athletes to take that wild social media rocket ride. Her accomplishments in the competitive arena speak for themselves, and they are impressive. However, she was also one of the most popular and widely traveled coaches on CrossFit seminar staff for years, and she did all of this while raising four kids, running one of the world's most successful gyms, and hosting nearly every games athlete at her dinner table. No joke, their guest list is a who's who of champions. Not only is Heather an outstanding coach and athlete, she is also an outstanding human being, and I loved this conversation. Now, if you're looking for amazing conversation about coaching, please check me out on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Not only am I talking about coaching, I'm talking a lot about health, nutrition, and fitness. And if you're looking for tidbits of motivation, I've got you covered there. If you're looking for your new best cup of coffee ever, Last Port Coffee Company is a coffee company that I just started www.lastportcoffee.com. I've been drinking coffee for 20 years and I got tired of buying bad coffee, so I decided to make my own. It's unbelievable stuff. We have four roasts, light, medium, medium dark, and dark. Check them all out because they're all amazing. Now, without further delay, grab a notebook, grab a chair, and let's learn a thing or two from Heather Bergeron. Let's go. All right, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the intro. I'm super excited to sit down today with somebody who was incredibly influential in my fitness journey, my CrossFit career, uh, in large part gave me one of the biggest opportunities, the biggest shots to perform on probably the biggest stage at the time at CrossFit New England. And when I moved to Massachusetts in 2009, one of the first people that I got to meet, an absolute wonderful human being, a beautiful person inside and out, Heather Bergeron, welcome to the intro. Hi, MDD. Do people call you that? I don't even know what people call you. <laughs> they call me that. Yeah, either uh, MDV or Matt, and then uh, special reserve would be Matthew for my mom and my younger sister for some reason. <laughs> if I get really angry with you, I'll use the word Matthew. Yeah, that's a rarefied air up there. That's like only two people <laughs> in my life call me Matthew. So Heather, we met, like I said, super early on in my my CrossFit journey. Like I started doing CrossFit in about 2006, and I met you three years later in 2009, which is feels like a lifetime ago. And, uh, you know, you've been in the game for an incredibly long time. Obviously, you you and Ben have CrossFit New England and all of the amazing things that have come out of of that. Um, I don't even know what to call it. It's just like it's a it's it's its own thing. It's a behemoth of an organization. Um, But just tell me, how's life? What's been going on? Um, I feel like we have a hundred more kids now than we did before. (laughs) Um, no, we, um, no, we only have four. Um, and, uh, we have Maya who's 21 now and I know Jonah's 17. Wow. And then, and then Bodie is nine and Harley love is seven. Wow. Yeah. So we have that, that classic picture of you and Bodie standing next to each other, making the same faces. And you were there when Bodie was, um, I mean, when he was born, but like, you know, when he ran the show, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> he was running yeah. the show for sure. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we have, well, we've got Stephanie and, you know, Ben's doing all of his stuff with CompTrain and he has a couple other projects he works with. And then, um, I've gone through every avenue of like working part-time, not at all, somewhere in between. Um, and now I'm just settling in, I think right now for the long haul, just doing the stay at home mom stuff and, um, being able to be really involved with the kids' lives. And mm. I, I, I think more than ever in my life now, I probably have more balance than I've ever had, which has been really good for everybody around me and for myself, obviously. Tell me about that. What, what do you mean by you have more balance now than you've ever had before? Um, well, I'm an ex- extreme personality in general. I get that from my father and, um, I'm like all in or all out usually. And, um, and Ben actually is usually the opposite of that. He's usually right in the middle, very steady all the time. And we kind of have like flipped a lot in a lot of ways, but I don't know But when I met you, uh, back in that period of time, like the 2009, 2010, that's when I was um, you know, an individual games athlete and like all individual games athletes and all competitive athletes in general, you know, you have a lot of imbalance in your life and you can sustain that because you know that it's not going to last forever. And while you're loving it, you can put everything into that and everything else can take, you know, a, a back seat hmm. knowing that, um, you know, that time will come. And so, um, you know, so I, I did a lot of that with the competitive piece of it. And I, you know, we trained for who knows, like six hours every day and countless numbers. Can't even calculate the number of hours. Literally like weighing blueberries that went into my bowl and pulling out like just the right size blueberry if it was too much. And, um, and it seemed normal then because everybody was doing it that I was, you know, that was in my circle. And, um, and so I, I always say that I wasn't like the, the best mom. I wasn't the best like neighbor slash friend slash like probably daughter to my parents. Like, you know, and it's fine. Like everybody supported what I was doing. Just like a lot of, you know, a lot of spouses do for their um, spouse, you know, who's, who's on a path for some for down, whatever road it is, if you want to be supportive of that. Um but now I like, I like where I am now. It's a lot more about like, I, I get tons of family time and, um, I, I exercise <laughs> like, you know, I, I exercise at mild to average high intensity <laughs> for an hour. Tops. Like I don't do any extra stuff. I just do, um, a workout every day and I don't use like as much weight as I can mm. put over my head. I just use the lightest weight that I can. So I don't get hurt. And I feel like I actually do feel content with that. You know, like if you would ask me all this, like five years ago, I would have said the same thing, but I would be lying. (laughs) You know, I'd be, I'd be saying all the right things, but I'd inside to be like, I really just wish I could, you know, hit a one rep max every day. And I, Mm. I'm like, I really honestly don't care anymore. Yeah. I just want to be able to ride my bike and go paddle boarding and throw my kids on the trampoline. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing shift in perspective. And I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you're happy and, and content and you figured out how to achieve that balance. And, you know, I think in my own training, I was never the type of athlete that you were, you were in a complete rarefied air stratosphere of amazing physical specimen, <laughs> competitive 
Okay. <laughs> never touched. No, for real, for real. I want to give you a compliment here. But it's interesting that like we both have come to a, a very similar place where it's like the weights and the times and the things that I was very interested in doing, they just don't matter that much to me anymore. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to be able to go outside and do everything that I can do with whether it's my fiance or my friends or jujitsu or whatever I'm into now. And uh, it's just really cool to hear that you're in a, a good place with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I'm, I, I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. Like I'm not like down talking that lifestyle at all. Like I have no, a lot of very close friends that are doing that right now. You know, like Kat is one of my, she's like a family member to us. And I, I think what she's doing right now is exactly where she should be. Um, but I think in probably 10 years, she'll be a lot different place. And that's exactly where she should be. I think yeah. as long as you, you are where you, I, I, I just generally think that we, we should try to resist as little as we can, you know, like it, it, like this is where I I end up and I believe it's where I belong. Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, are you going to, are you going to compete? Like you can do the masters. And I'm just like, I keep fighting everything around me to to make it happen. And Mm. it just, it would fail miserably in a lot of ways. Well, when I came to CrossFit New England in 2009, what I want to let you know from my perspective is that you were always an incredible friend, mentor, a person who I enjoyed being around, who invited me into their home, their family, uh, shared literally everything that you guys could share with me uh, from Mm -hmm. the food on your table to your time. And uh, I know you mentioned you're being pretty hard on yourself when you said that you weren't always the best friend. From my perspective, you were always an incredible uh, friend. And um, it's, it's really good to reconnect. I'm super, super happy that we reconnected. I know people are listening to this. I'm getting like all sappy already, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I actually, the first time I ever saw you, I was like, who the fuck is this chick over here with the little mini me next to her at the Northeast regional in, it had to be 2007 or eight in Albany. And it's so interesting to me because you were way ahead of the curve in terms of what you could do physically, how you were performing it just felt like CrossFit New England and you in particular, when we went to those events and I watched like the competitors, I was like, how are these people 10 years ahead of everybody else with what they can do? Did you ever feel that way about like when you were competing, did you realize that you were advanced in that way? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, I almost can't remember that. It was so long ago. It's so long but, ago. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, d- I don't remember feeling like that, but that's mm. how I feel about the, the competitors now. Yeah. Now I look at all of them and, and we see, I like my kids and I like sit there next to them, they're all doing it. And I'm like, I don't even know how you're doing this right now. Mm. <laughs> you know, every day they're doing like insane things every day. Mm. What we see them do on, on screen, you know, in Madison is like just a, a millifraction of like what they're doing every day. You know, they always say that the, the volume at the games is so much lower than what they do, like what their body sustains every day, every week the rest of the year, you know, like if you watch their whoop, you know, I'm not trying to like <laughs> advertise, whoop anything, but whoop, like if you yeah. look at your whoop numbers, like, it's like, they're like up here, up here. And then the games come and they're like down here. <laughs> they're like, they're like recovering basically. It's like insane. But, um, no, I, I didn't feel like, um, 
I don't know. I just, I, I guess I didn't really think of it, about it at the mm. time. It just was so much fun. You know, it was like, it was kind of cool because it was this thing that nobody knew about um, in the, like outside of our little gym and the, the handful of other gyms in the world that there were. And um, we were doing like, we thought it was cool stuff. Like my kids didn't think it was cool at all. Like they thought it was weird. <laughs> that I was like picking them up at parties, you know, their birthday parties wearing like a weight belt and lifting shoes and like <laughs> chalk all over me. And the other parents are like, okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's become more, more um, familiar to people now. And um, I don't know, back then it just seemed like uh, it was just, and, and all of our, we were all like really close friends then. Yeah. And so it just seemed like totally normal that we all did that stuff all the time. Well, tell me, tell me how you guys found CrossFit and then in particular, how you got into the competitive aspect of it. Cause I believe you guys were working at Nobles, which was a, like a local academy, right. Uh, um, kind of like kids to teens type of uh, education institution. And you guys were doing CrossFit in the gymnasium there and literally pulling all the equipment out, right. And putting it away every day. Yeah. Tell me about that stuff. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't even know if Ben has ever like gone through all the history of that, that deeply, but it started, we met at uh, like a globo gym mm. and I was a group exercise instructor. So I taught like yoga and spin and like boot camp classes and stuff. And he was a personal trainer and, um, it's and so while funny I would think about that, it's just, it's like, a, it's like a plot yeah, of a movie. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was hysterical. Like he doesn't even like talking about it. Cause he would, he was where he, he would always wear this like golf shirt, like this polo. And on the back of it, it said master trainer. <laughs> and we would like go out to lunch sometimes. And like, he would change his shirt just to go like grab a salad because he didn't want people in, in town. Like think he was like master trainer. <laughs> like he was like a master Lego creator or something. I'm thinking of and, Brad Pitt from burn after reading. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh my gosh. You have to see burn after. Reading. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Um, so that's when, that's when we met each other. And, um, and I was, I had found this, like this random book um, by Mark Verstegen, I think, and it was called Core Performance. Mm. And it's, he's, I don't know anything beyond that, about, but it was just the first time I'd ever like followed a fitness regimen at all. So I did all of his exercises and his stretches and everything. And then, and then I started like playing around with like timing myself, doing little school courses. I would set up in the hallway of this Globo gym and I would, it was just like fun. I would, I, I was just like, creating these little things. And meanwhile, simultaneously, Ben was fine. He was per doing personal training and he was online one night, just like looking up exercises or workouts, whatever. And he found, he found CrossFit that way. Oh wow! And so he started using those workouts with his clients. He actually had one client at the time and he did like, he gave this guy everything he had. Um, uh, Brian. Oh my God. Brian Curley. Yeah. Brian, Brian Curley. And who is still, still a member. Yeah. He's still a member. Went to the games like every now but he, Ben would spend hours every day, like coming up with workout programs for him and like driving in city with him or whatever he was doing. Um, so that's, Ben was doing that while I was doing all this stuff. And then we met and, and I went to start doing triathlons. Um, and I, I had it in my head, like that was like the pinnacle of like, of athleticism is like triathlons. Mm. And I wanted to do an Ironman and, but I didn't know anything about cycling or swimming. I just knew I liked to run. And I was like, I can do it if other people can do it. So 
he had at the time he was also um, training and competing in I, I think it was like Florida or something he was some he was doing maybe it was I think it was Florida and so ben I was, knew he was doing what's that Ben was competing in tra- uh, Ben in was doing he was yeah I think he was doing his first try his first Ironman so we start I somehow like he and I met and we started doing triathlon training together but at the same time we were learning about CrossFit. So, um, and which is kind of, you know, like Ironman triathlons is very different CrossFit training, but they it started happening together. And then slowly, like we stopped doing so much triathlon training and we started doing a lot more CrossFit. And then Ben started, uh, I think it was called like Ben's fit camp or something. Oh I'm like, <laughs> I need horrifying a t-shirt. Name. I need a fucking t-shirt so, right now. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. T-shirt. I don't know. So he started doing that. And he, um, he, at the time he was doing this, like, uh, he crazy schedule getting into the gym at, at like five in the morning, training clients, like back to back to back and going to people's houses. And finally he was like, this is crazy. I should just do one class, have all of my clients come to this class. Mm. He's like, so I'm going to quit doing my job and I'm just going to do this. And I was like, you're crazy. You're going to be homeless <laughs> and have no money. <laughs> I was like, can't do it. Like no one's going to do it. And so he started doing that and like three people signed up and then like five people were there. And before you knew it, he had like a whole room full of people training with him. And I don't even remember where it was. I think he was just renting space out of like a, a local recreation center. Oh, wow. And then I, at the time I was working at Noble and Greenough School, which is a private high school, the one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he started renting space from that school in the mornings when the kids were at school. He started renting the, the workout space to run those classes. And then he was, he had the rec center and nobles and he would, that's when he would, um, you know, in the mornings he would do his nobles class for, you know, for his, whatever he was calling it. Then we would load up all the barbells and plates and everything, drive them over to this town that was 20 minutes away. We'd like run our classes there. Then we'd load it back up, bring it back to the school. And then we would run our classes for the school because we worked for the school coaching the kids there mm. and we'd run through the same kind of workouts. And then eventually he, um, affiliated. and then CrossFit New England was in both of those places. We didn't really have a home. We just carried it everywhere. And then finally he found our location that we still have right now. And it's just, it just looks different than it did when you were there. <laughs> yeah. It looks very, well, first of all, it looks amazing. Um, you guys have done a, a tremendous amount of work, but that's also pretty incredible that the space that you guys are in, in, in Natick, uh, and tech circle, uh, that you're still there. What is it? 12, 13, 14 years later. Yeah. That's pretty wild. yeah. It's cool. Cause it does feel like, um, you know, it feels like when you buy a home and you, you, you know, you buy it for whatever you can. And then over time you, you know, you make additions to it and you build mm-hmm. it and it has all this history, you know, so that's kind of what it feels like. Um, it's really, it does. It, it's cool that it's the same place. And people still come back and they're like, oh my gosh, remember when it was like, you walked in, you walked into a wall and then you had to go around and GHDs were here and, you know, everything was dingy and it like, it was dirty and, you know, and we didn't have any showers and, you know, and now it's so different. And we've luckily we, it was a building that we could grow into because mm-hmm. the owners of it who had the outside have since sold it to us. So now we, we bought the whole building. So now we can do a lot more with it, which is, oh wow. Um, it's kind of like, the, again, it's like when you, when you rent a house or an apartment and then eventually you buy it or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now we can actually 
invest in it. And now we have like a vision and we can turn it into what we really want to, cause we know it's ours. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it, it definitely was humble beginnings when, uh, CrossFit New England started the, that space that we were in in 2009. It was a little dingy and rough around the edges, and you know it had a homemade pull-up rig that had everybody's DNA on it from God years and years and years of doing pull-ups yeah. and toes to bar. But there was also an undeniable magic about that gym and that community, and you know, largely attributed to you and Ben and, and the culture that you guys brought to that place. What, what do you, what in your opinion made CrossFit New England so special? Because you think about all the people that have come through that door, literally thousands and thousands of athletes, probably hundreds of people who have turned into coaches and dozens, if not 50 or more people that have ended up owning gyms or doing something in the space. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good question. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's de the answer to that question is definitely the people. Mm. Um, I just think that, um, I think Ben has a, a, an amazing vision of what he, um, he's always wanted the place to be like. Um, and then that drew, all these other people, it drew like the Brian Curleys, like the, you know, the, that his very first client and who mm -hmm. stuck with Ben because Ben poured everything into him. And then it turned into, um, you know, like pulling in like just good friends, like Harry Pally, you know, who's been there Still since around. the very beginning, yeah. you know, like never, never let, like went to the military, came all the way back, you know, um, like all of those people. Um, and even like the Rachel Martinez's who like came to, uh, I think she came like a competition once or something. And just, she, she felt that like, she felt the people there like welcoming her and not, you know, like not like the girls, not like giving her the up and down when she walked in the building, it was just like, she felt that. And then she came and she was, she's gone to the games and she's been an amazing coach and just an amazing person to all of our, our members. And yeah. um, so I just think that it's like all of those, it's the people that um, it's not Ben necessarily, or or just Brian Curley, or just me. It's it's like everybody all together. Mm. I think we all just make everybody that much better. Mm. I guess I don't know. And it, the the gym has gone through all these iterations of, um, you know, when we were there, we were a super competitive gym. Like that yeah. was what our our goal was to like get on the main site as much as we could and get into the CrossFit games and get as many of our members like being, you know, competitive athletes and get the best competitors in the world to come and coach at our gym so that they can make everybody else competitive. And that was like, that was what we were, we were focusing on a lot then. And now it's like the exact opposite. Like now we, as far as I understand, like we don't hire competitive athletes as coaches anymore. Like if you want to be a competitive athlete, you can't coach at our gym because mm. it just doesn't work. Like yeah. the focus is totally different. You know, like uh, if I were a competitive athlete, as soon as my class was over, uh, all I'm thinking is like, when do I start my workout and how much time do I have until my next, I have to coach my next class, but I want to get as much training as I like, that's not what we want to do. Yeah. That's not what we want our coaches doing at our gym. Mm. We want our coaches. Like if any member ever wants to like, ask a coach a question, even if they're in the middle of the workout, like it's totally cool. You know, we want, 
it's just a different scene now than it used to be. Yeah. And I think we feel better about that than we did back then. We just didn't know. Yeah. I kind of always felt it was very competitive, you know, and when I came, I guess you guys were a couple of years into being at the top of the heap of the Northeast and also the top of the heap of the, the greater competitive community, because you guys had, had sent a team to the games, you had done really well, and then you had continued success after that. But I always felt like the members always still came first at CrossFit New England. And one of the things that I'll never forget, Ben, Ben told me, and, and you were also really influential in this, was just like the stuff that you have going on as an individual matters less than what the person who's coming in is going to experience. So if you're if you're employed by the gym and, and, and we are paying you to be a coach here, that's always your number one priority. Yeah. Training's important, but the members always come first. And I've taken that with me everywhere that I've gone. It's been a really important kind of axiom for me in terms of coaching. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very competitive place. It also never felt like it was so competitive that it was cutthroat though. It was, it was special because you wanted your other athletes the other athletes to do well that's not the same everywhere I I know a lot of places that aren't like that Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I I think the the thing that I like now about um the feel in there is that it's more of a like um like how you behave and the things that you learn at the gym and the the way that you conduct yourself at the gym is how you carry yourself in the rest of your day mm. with your family and your neighbors and strangers that you talk to. And um, so like what you were saying about how what's going on in your own life is never imp- as important as what's going on in somebody else's life. And, you know, that's the same thing as what it should be most of the time out, you know, when you're like driving around town, you know, like, I just think that it's, um, I think that's why we do so much talking at CFNE about things like that, mm. about how um, it should not necessarily just be like a gym experience. And then you close the door and get in your car and you drive off to your, like, you know, your mom experience or your like, whatever it is that you're moving on to, like what you're doing at the gym should be this, like, it's, it's how you should carry yourself throughout the rest of your day. Mm. And I, I think that, makes um the the gym experience very unique compared to like um another like a global gym where you Mm. walk in and the first thing you do is put your headphones on so that you don't have to talk to anybody you know it's like a total i think that's what the draw a lot of the draw of crossfits is because i see that in a lot of a a lot of crossfit gyms where you know it's the call it's the community and it's not just the workouts like the workouts are like the focus it's like thanksgiving dinner is like the focus of thanksgiving but it's really about like spending time with each other and you know and like i don't know i i I think that's what's special about crossfit yeah and i I think it's what's also uniquely special about a handful of gyms that are out there that do it incredibly well i i don't think it's common across the board to see that kind of community last for that long. Um, you know, it, it's definitely special. I've, I've been all over, I've had an opportunity and you, you the same when, when you were traveling for seminar staff, you went to a lot of gyms 
And I'm sure there were a lot of great gyms on that list. There, there were probably a lot of gyms that weren't that great. And um, it's just interesting to talk about and think about how for so many years, CFNE was this amazing place. And it still is today, but it's gone through all these different evolutions and it's so different, but it still has that magic. I'd be super interested to come back and walk around. I wonder what it would mm. feel like. It would, I haven't been back since Scott, 2013, 2014. I don't think, oh my God. yeah, it's been a long time. Come back. Yeah. I want yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to ask you because you guys have always had an open door policy in your house. And um, I don't know if it's still that way. I'm not asking anybody to show up at the Bergeron's house and just walk in. But you've taken <laughs> out our address. Or yeah, yeah. Oh, they live at this address. No, but yeah. you've taken athletes literally into your house and had them live with you. I mean, James Hobart, Katrin David's daughter. How has that been to all to see those kinds of people and have them integrated into like your family unit? Um, well, we don't just let anyone do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, yeah, sorry, everybody. Very out there. like amazing people <laughs> that um, we feel very, uh, we we feel very lucky to have had them um, be with us for as long as they were. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it. I mean, we're. It's funny because neither Ben or I were raised like that. It mm -hmm. wasn't like. I, I mean, like my parents. No one even walked in our door without ringing the doorbell and like or calling ahead to let us know that they were coming. Like it was, it was just, that's just how we, I think we were both kind of brought up like that to some extent. Um, but I mean, our, like literally are we never, I mean, I, like anytime somebody's like in a tough spot, I'm always like, can we get them to live in the basement? Like, is there a room that we can live like maybe every, like, cause you know, the, the older kids we share with my ex-husband and, and I'm like, well, we could have that person live with us like Wednesday through through Friday afternoon and then they can come back when like Jonah goes back to his dad's house. Like we make it happen, you know? I don't know. I just think that, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, oh, we're just like surrounded by such great people. And I just think that um, we're very much like the more the merrier. Like when we go on vacations, it's like, just invite everyone to come with us and um, date night. <laughs> it's like, just date invite night. like <laughs> friends, like couples. Like we don't want to be talking to each other the whole time, you know? <laughs> Like, what are we going to talk about the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And those, I mean, they have been, those, all of those people, um, even like, you know, all of Ben's athletes now, like having Cole in, in our house as much as we can. And, um, and Brooke was there a lot. And now like Amanda lives nearby and Chandler Smith and like, all, they're like incredible people. Mm. And to have them around our kids is just like invaluable. You know, they're just mm. amazing. And they, teach them so much and um stuff that like we can't teach them and so it just feels um i think we're we just try to hang on to those people as long as we can you know like i know cat is gonna someday move away from natick i can't even imagine the thought of that but um you know so while she's here i just want to get as much of her as we as we can yeah. you know yeah i remember when she moved to natick um when she first came and um, it's so interesting to think about because you guys have always, like I said, have been so generous with your time and your space and your, your money, your resources, your food, everything. It was, it was always a shared environment um, with the coaching staff and athletes and people who came over close friends. And I think that's also part, at least for me, what made it 
such a special experience is that, um, you know, obviously there was a line between Ben and the coaching staff and you and the coaching staff as, Hey, these are the owners and these are the bosses, but you guys always treated us as equals in a lot of ways in terms of, in terms of just being nice and being generous and like being friends. It was, it was unique. You know, it's not every, not every relationship that you have with an employer or even a coach to an owner is like that, but it definitely made it, it really special. How, how is it, how is it being around all those types of athletes and, and constantly having them kind of flow through? Do you still, do you still find it like, is it motivating for you? Is it invigorating? Does it ever get old? Like, is it ever like, Oh man, there's another person over here. that's going to work out 15 oh. times a day. Like, <laughs> um, it's funny. Cause I think I have a very different, um, no one's ever said this to me that you're like, here's your role in, in the mix. Like you are, um, in, in, like Ben's never said like, okay, I need you to do this, uh, to fill this role for in this mix of athletes and everything like that. But I always kind of subconsciously um, think of myself as the person that's got to like keep everyone grounded, like bring them back down to earth. Like mm. um, not because they're walking around thinking they're like the fittest people on the planet, but because like they can get really wrapped up in like social media and how, what people are thinking of them and whether they're um, they're hitting PRs when they should, or um, whether so-and-so sponsor is, you know, is giving them the right stuff. Like they can get it. So like when they, when they're, when, like when, when those guys are around me, at least like, especially in our house and stuff, I, I almost never talk to them about CrossFit stuff. Like when the open's going on, I don't even know what the workouts are sometimes. Like I literally, <laughs> like, the, I'm, like the opens go, like they're showing the video that, that like one of them is, you know, doing like doing the workout online that night when they announce it. And I literally in the middle of it, like, I don't even know where they are or what the movements are or any, like, I don't know anything when they come home. I, when Kat comes home from the games, I don't ask her much about the games at all. Like I might ask her how her mom was and how, like, I just try to keep, um, the focus away from CrossFit as much as I can, because it's all they talk about. Like mm. it's all Ben talks about with her and Maya. And when she's at the gym and people that are like, you know, t like it's, she doesn't have a lot of people in her life that, do that don't immediately connect her with CrossFit. Mm. And so I, I feel like my role with those guys is to just try to keep them like, like make their lives a little bit more normal than, um, than, they can without me, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that that's a really important role. Um, and probably very much appreciated. I can't speak for them, but you know, I, I would imagine that they appreciate some of the, the levity or break from talking about this thing that just consumes them nonstop. It has to consume them. If you want to be the, the best in the world at this thing, which Catching Davis' daughter, Amanda Barnhart, uh, Chandler Smith, they all want to be and have the potential to be the best in the world. That's got to be very heavy if it's nonstop. So that's, that's really cool that you recognize that opportunity to be that for them. Can I, I ask so, you? Yeah. With, you? And with Ben, too. You know, like I try oh, yeah, not I can't to, even imagine. You know, as, um, you know, I, I'm not there. I'm not involved in... I. 
I try to almost intentionally not get involved in the business aspect of it as much as I can. Um, for the same reason, like I, I know he's got, he's doing so much at the gym and so much is on his mind that when he comes home, I just want him to think about like, not like to not think about that at all, you know? And if I know something's going on, like I'll, I'll, I'll be there as like somebody who can talk to him and about like stuff. I like, I stay as, as informed about the gym as I need to. Mm. And I intentionally try not to know any more or less than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can, like I said, it's a very similar thing to the athletes. You know, it, it can be all consuming this, this mm. thing that we got involved in. I don't know if, I don't know if I knew, maybe you did, but I didn't know that it was going to be this big of a part of my life for so long. I mean, when I first found CrossFit in 2006, it was just a fucking way to work out for me. Like it was, I was just doing pull-ups and doing them poorly. And, you know, like <laughs> talking to my friends that I could do a hundred pull-ups in a workout. And they were like, no, you can't. And I was like, I can watch me do them. <laughs> and what is it? 15 years later, I'm still using some of the same principles to get fit, but it's also been the way that I've made my career, the way that you know, I've found friends and family and romantic relations and all that stuff. It's, it's been a huge part of life, but it can be. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of, um, I think a lot of what we were doing back then was just, we just wanted to, we wanted to hang out with our friends a lot and we liked, um, we liked being active. Like, I think that's really where, where we all got together. And then from that, it's like snowballed into this really huge thing. The thing that I think has been interesting to watch, um, with uh, the business aspect of it is I think that a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of gym owners go through that and like hang out like we all did back then and then be like, well, I wanna do this. I wanna, I wanna have a gym so I can hang out with all my buddies and, and do all this and, you know, and, but it, it's what I, I wouldn't have understood back then and what luckily Ben did is that like, it's, it, it's not, it's not like you just go from hanging out with your friends all the time to owning a gym and having to be really successful. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, um, it's, it's harder to run a business with your, with all your best buddies like that. than it seems, you know, it's like glory, it's a glorified a lot. Yeah. You know? Like owning a bed and breakfast, I would imagine. Cause that's another thing. I want to do. <laughs> but ben Ben's like in the back. Like, he's like, no, no, like, no, shut it down. Like that. We'll already that. do that. We don't get paid for it. <laughs> I know, you know, just to get to have breakfast with people every morning, like you got to do a lot of stuff. Um, so I That's think that funny. a lot of times um, people will do, will go down that route and they'll like open a gym and they just like hire all of their friends. And then all of a sudden, like their friends are like not doing their job or they're like, they're just doing stuff that bother them, but they're friends. So they don't want to like call them out on it or yeah. they just you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult to do business with people who are your friends and also well, starting out as friends, family, right. And family, yeah, you care yeah. about them so deeply. It can be extremely meaningful and fruitful and it can be the best experience, but it can also be extremely, extremely challenging. And, you know, it's I, so tough. yeah, yeah. I think it can be, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in my experience with CrossFit New England, there were some times that there were things that I didn't enjoy and had to have tough conversations about, but it, I don't think it ever got to the point where I felt it was toxic. And 
I, I appreciate you and Ben for that because it, it can get that way, especially with all the different things that happen through life. And as you're go, growing and you, know, you start off doing this thing when you're 24, 25, and you go through these different life phases and you turn whatever it is, 30, and it can just be a very tricky time. Um, but it's, it's really cool that you guys have been able to s- sustain that and help so many people along the way. Um, I don't know if you guys have a running count. I was thinking about this earlier about how many people have started gyms who have coached at CrossFit New England. It's got to be a couple dozen at least. I would guess so. I think maybe they do. I don't, they do all, they number, they count everything over there. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have like a, like a running number of how many people have gotten married um, to people that they met at CFNE. Oh, that. Man. That number's going to be high have, too. Yeah. And I think that they have counted um, like people that have gone off and, and were able to like start their own gyms. I think they have done that number before. Um, yeah. So it is, it's cool to see how it evolves like that. You guys yeah. should do like a slideshow of just Bergeron, all Bergeron babies and just oh, like God. every baby yeah. that's ever come out across it. The, the not the non-marital uh, relationships can stay on the side. We don't talk about those, but the, the people who got married and had kids, we want to highlight those people. Um, so it would be really hard to follow that number. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that number. Um, no. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you, because we had talked a little bit about it early on, like you, you were so successful as an individual athlete and then as a team athlete, and you were kind of one of the first like big name people out there on social media as well. And like you gained a pretty strong following as a, as a CrossFit competitor, as an athlete, as somebody who was a, an influencer at the time, which didn't, it's kind of a weird term to say around like 2009, 2010, it, it wasn't as big as it is now. Did you ever feel the pressure of that? What was it like kind of going through that and being one of the first people to experience that? And I'm sure that that plays a role in how you are able to talk to people like Katrin and Amanda and, and the rest right now. Um, the first one experience what the social media. Yeah. Like being, combined. being kind of famous in the, in the CrossFit community and the, the social media following that comes from it and the sponsorships and the pressure of competing and those types of things. It, you know, it, it's probably, who else is up there with you as, as some of the top initial females? It's, um, gosh, it's hard to even remember. Um, I mean, I guess it, I, I, I do remember the first time, um, when we, when it started getting a, kind of bigger, like I remember when I was in Aromas once and, um, that I think it was like 2009 and somebody, Ben and I were, we just, we actually hadn't gotten engaged yet. We were, we, we got engaged like a month later and we were at, we were in some tent and some guy comes up to the two of us and he's like, he's like, are you dating Heather Bergeron? He was like, yeah. And he was like, what? He said something, but I was, he, I was like, how does he even know who I am? Like, that is so <laughs> crazy. And I was like, I'm so glad he just said that. Maybe Ben will, will propose to me next month. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but no, and he did, but, (laughs) um, but that was like the first, that was, I think the first time I ever was like, 
how like we're in California and I'm from, you know, Massachusetts. Like yeah. I have no idea how this guy has even heard my name. Yeah. And then the next year I was at the Home Depot Center. And then that was like, that was the first time it ever felt like a, like a really big deal. Cause the still felt like someone's backyard. Yeah. Backyard you know, at the barbecue, dust. Right. And- but the, at the time, I think it was called the Home Depot Center in LA. And, um, you know, we're like, we're at this huge place and these people are like every, like not every, but like, like a lot of people know who you are. And it was like, you know, that was when Reebok first signed. And so that was like, you know, you got, you showed up for registration. They had bags with your name, like embroidered in it. And you're like, what, how do they even know what my name is? <laughs> you know, it's like so funny. Um, and that was really cool. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't think I handled it great. Like, I think I let it get to my head a little bit and, um, I probably would have been a really bad, like, like child celebrity, you know, <laughs> like I probably would have <laughs> not handled it that well. Um, so I don't know it. I mean, I don't even remember what social media was like back then. Do you, I don't even. A little bit. It, I mean, thing. yeah, it, I think it started. I mean, I joined Instagram in like 2013, but it, it definitely started a little earlier than that. And, you know, there was obviously Facebook because Facebook was around since like 2005 or six and those kinds of things. But like, it was just interesting for me thinking about this podcast coming into the conversation about, you know, you were one of the, f- the first kind of CrossFit celebrities that you were a, a Reebok sponsored athlete, probably one of the first Reebok sponsored athletes and also helped I don't think a lot of people know this, but you and Ben also helped get the Reebok deal and the CrossFit deal across the table when you guys went over there and started running classes. And, you know, that's that also started in CrossFit New England in a lot of ways. And that's a whole nother story. And that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. I forgot about all that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to forget, yeah. but it's a huge part of the history of the of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And this noble, like that, that was kind of a surprise to me. <laughs> I just forgot that noble started at a CrossFit New England too. With, uh, with I know. Market. Yeah. yeah. Oh that was that kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like going back to that, like or much earlier question you had, like, I just don't know that we even thought about that. It's, I don't, maybe Ben was thinking about like, you know, what it was going to be like in 10 or 15 or 20 years. Mm. No, if you were, I wasn't, I was just so wrapped up in like, this is so much fun. Like, let's just keep this going. Yeah. You know, remember like projects (laughs) and like that whole scene and like, you know, it was just like, just like so fun while it was, while it was lasting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to ask Ben that same question because he always did a really good job, at least in my opinion, of being very present. And I, I was somebody who was notoriously, and I still struggle with this, not being present, always kind of thinking about like what I could be doing more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of, one of Ben's biggest influences on me was just the fact that you should just enjoy what you're doing and focus on what you're doing much more. And it it all turns out to be so much better if you can do that. So Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to ask him if he, if he was thinking like, Hey, what's this all going to be like 10 or 15 years down the road? I, I don't know. It was 2009 at CrossFit New England. We were still 
drafting workouts in Ben's office on his whiteboard and, you know, Bodie's sitting in the lazy boy recliner chair while Maya's running around. And like the, it was, it felt like madness, but it was also just beautiful madness. It was this amazing place and opportunity. Yeah. It's so different now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more structured and um, professional not in a bad way, but it's just so different. I think we, I think we were just so young then, like we didn't know how we were all doing. Yeah. And it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like a, a, a nice natural evolution of the coaching caliber was always very high, albeit probably a little more informal back when I was around. I remember I coached a Halloween class in a trench coat with like a speedo <laughs> underneath it. And I was I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that now, but um, no, it's really, it's cool to think about that. Some of the, the things that were so special about CrossFit New England still carried on, but the level of professionalism and how you guys are doing things has, has elevated. Yeah. It's awesome. I got to come back. Mm-hmm. I got to see it. Yeah. I mean, I think the Ben's um, his goal with all this has always been the same thing. He, and I'm sure he's mentioned this on his, um, in his talks and stuff too, but his, he, he's always said that he will feel like he is being successful when people hang out for whatever time, like an hour after their class is over, just like hanging out, talking to people like that was like his, his measurement stick. And when he comes outside and sees all these people hanging out, you know, like his eight thirty class is still there at like 10 o'clock. He yeah. is like, this is, this is what I wanted. You know, it's, yeah. you know, and I, think I like simple, simple, um, like measuring sticks like that. I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah. It's not like a money, it's not a number or anything, or it's just, um, have you built a community that like is not trying to race to get out of there at the end of the the workout. Mm. I think that's cool. That is very cool. That's very cool. It's always yeah. been that kind of place. And, you know, Ben certainly had a big impact on that, but uh, at least in my opinion, I want to let you know that you had a humongous impact on that as well. Like, I think that you brought a level of maybe not a level, an, an energy, a positivity, a feeling to the gym that you're always in a fucking good mood. It was like, it was always so fun to see you walk in. You had like six bags, two kids, you drop your stuff, you, but you were always just smiling and you're ready to work out, ready to train. You wanted to coach, you wanted to be there. And um, you always made me feel like a special person when you were talking to me um, and somebody who came to, to Massachusetts without many friends or relationships. And you get, you guys were one of the first people to, to bring me in. So it's been really fun. Yeah. It's been fun to catch up, Heather. I love that. Um, that's, I I think that's one of the things that I, um, I think that I try to do, uh, and I don't like, I don't, I'm not like looking for you to say anything like that at all, but I just like, it's, it's something on a, on a daily basis. I'm always trying to think of like, you know, which friend has like moved away that I haven't at least even texted in the last like couple months or like EC. I, like I, you know, you were there when AC was there yeah, also sure. and see somebody who, you know, moves around a fair amount, but like, I make sure that like, she's not going off my radar, you know, like I, I need to make sure that I stay in touch with her. And, and, um, and then the people like you were saying, like that show up there that, um, 
that are the people that are just like, they don't have that crew that they like, you know, walk in and just like get magnetized for Like they're just stretching on their own or they're just not, you know, they're, they're not like part of the myth. Like, I feel like it's really important to make an effort every, every, every day to find those people and just like be open and like be welcoming to those people, you know? Cause like you just, A, you never know what they're going through, but B like how, I, it just, you know, like you, we've all had those times where we go into a gym and we're overwhelmed by like what people are doing and how everyone has like a best friend and they have partners or in a partner workout. And, you know, and ha- you, like, we've all been in the situation where we don't have that. And it feels really gross, you know, yeah, like it feels like you're not part of, part of a group. And that one person that comes up to you and is like, and just starts talking to you is like, you know, it's like a lifesaver. Um, and I think it's, it's something I, I, I try to do myself. And I know I talk to our kids about it all the time about making sure you pull out those, those people or those kids or whatever it is. And, um, and make sure that everyone feels welcome and that everyone in your presence feels, um, like comfortable being themselves. I just said this to say, there's a, a girl here that, um, uh, I, I know her kind of well, but I went to like a, a part, like it was like a little party at her house and I, I didn't know the people she hangs out with that well, but I could tell that they were all able to like completely be themselves around her. And I was like, I just think that's so awesome. I think it's such a like, and it's, you know, it's not, they're, they're not trying to do it, but they're, they are subconsciously at least making an effort to make people feel like that. I think anything you can do to make somebody feel like they can that it's okay to be themselves around you, I think is like worth gold, you know? Mm. I think that's a, a beautiful lesson and a, and a great place to, to wrap up our conversation this morning. You know, I think that if I were to define how you made me feel at my time at CrossFit New England, that, that was it. And, uh, I appreciate you for that. I always will. And, uh, I love what you and Ben have done for so many people and, and me included. And it's been a pleasure to catch up this morning, Heather. Um, if, uh, if my listeners wanted to find out more about you and what's going on at CrossFit New England, where can they find out what's the latest with, with Heather Bergeron? Ooh, I don't know. I'm like pretty spotty on Instagram right now. <laughs> like, it's I have all like good. a blog. But on do you still do I'm... HB Unfiltered? Is that the blog? I, yeah. And I really, after this podcast, I should really start getting back on there. Like I love writing. So that's a great place for me to write, but yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram at, I think it's Heather K Bergeron, I think. And, um, uh, that's where I put, like, I keep, you know, like a, a, a running, I, I do like my story and stuff on occasion and cool. I would go there. And then my, my blog hbunfiltered.com is where I really like, I usually like write, um, what's going on and thoughts and pictures and stuff like that. Very cool. And um, yeah. for anybody interested in what's going on at, at CFNE, I think it's just at CFNE on Instagram. And you got to check if you want to know about your CrossFit history and one of the best gyms in the world, you have to check out what they're doing. So Heather, mm-hmm. it was amazing catching up. I can't, I can't say how much I've enjoyed it because this was uh, a podcast I was really looking forward to. I hope I can get to talk to you more. So fun. Thanks, MDV. All right. Thank you so much. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go.